Hey everyone, this is Siobhan and I am your host of the Creative Outsiders Talk Show, where we connect the dots for storytellers. Today on the show, we have Christina Jones. Christina is a creative director and producer with a strong background in graphic design and branding, film production and marketing. She has traveled nationally and internationally collaborating collaborating with brands such as Showtime Sports, Together and House of Athlete to direct and produce creative content. She recently founded a brand titled Creatives Are Essential, which showcases the importance of individuals in creative fields and creates resources for people to grow by developing ideas, collaborating with others, and learning to rest. Let's welcome Christina onto the show. Hey. Hey, Christina. You ready? You ready? I'm ready. (laughs) I'm ready. Isn't it always fun to hear your bio? You're like, wait, I did all that? Yeah. I'm like, (laughs) oh, that is me. That's me that they're talking about. It's always funny. (laughs) So I want to start and jump right into creatives are essential. I honestly think that's how I first found you. Uh, I saw, uh, I don't know. I think I saw the shirt and I was like, wait a minute. Let's talk about this. So what does it mean and where did you get the idea for Creatives Are Essential? Okay, so Creatives Are Essential came about probably at the height of the pandemic, maybe April, uh, April, early May of 2020. Um, I w- at the time I was working at House of Athlete um, and my team, I'm, I was in charge of the production, uh, the, the production team, my team, everything went digital. So we were working crazy hours. Mm-hmm. You know, we are working more than we did, you know, prior to the pandemic. So I know they were talking about healthcare workers and, you know, all these uh, other essential workers, but I'm like, you know, I feel like creatives aren't really getting their um, do credit because we're the ones keeping this, dig- especially digital creators, we're the ones keeping this thing really going and afloat. Um, so that's when I had the idea. Um, I didn't really get a chance to, um, you know, roll with it until maybe September, I think is when we we released it. Cause I just, it was just so busy at that time. We just didn't have time to, to do anything with it. But, you know, so September we dropped it. And we've just been, you know, rolling with it and trying to um, make sure that creatives know that they are just as important to what's going on um, Mm -hmm. as anybody else, you know. And I think that's good because uh, I think that creatives didn't realize it until, like you said, pandemic, um, how easy it is to be forgotten. Yeah. Um, Because even in that, you know, things rolled out and it was like, okay, we have resources for everyone but the creative. Right. So I think that that is a really good um, I think it's a really good idea. I think it's needed because it also reinforces for creatives too, like to remind us like that what we do is just as important as as important, excuse me, as anyone else who has a career. So what is your goal for it? Like, what do you what do you want to do? Or do you because, you know, are you like me? I jump out the window and I'd be like, I figure it out as we, you know, keep that's going. pretty much what it was. <laughs> like I it again, it was an idea that popped in my head, you know, over a year ago. 
mm-hmm. when I finally left House of Athlete in September, that's when I'm like, okay, I have time to actually do something mm-hmm. um, with it. But it was just kind of like, I mean, I just wanted to put out some shirts. I didn't even see like a podcast happening or, you know, we're working on different films, highlighting um, other creatives. I didn't see any of that. So I think as I'm going and as I'm walking, I'm trying or I'm, I'm developing more of a vision for what it can be. But mm-hmm. I think we're still trying to figure out like what this actually is so we can know, you know, what direction to point it is. So it, it it's being revealed more as time is going on to That's me. Good. Yeah. That's good. But I, so I want to ask you this. I'm glad you said that it's being revealed more as you go along. Do you think that as creators, we put pressure on ourselves to like have all the answers uh, as soon as we like come out with the mm-hmm. ideas? Like I got to have this whole plan and blueprint and then we don't pull the trigger. We like kind of sit on it. Yeah. I mean, I, I think pulling the trigger can sometimes be easy, mm-hmm. but following through is not always, you know, easy. Um, So I know for me, I'm just as much of an entrepreneur as I am a creative. Mm -hmm. And it it definitely gets hard because I I like to know what I'm doing going into it so that I have like a target that I know that I'm trying to hit. And when you don't have that, it's just, it gets easy to um, start to feel uninspired or unmotivated because you don't know what you're walking towards. But I think a lot of times um, we, we, things get revealed to us as we walk, like I said before. So we stay in that one spot and we don't, you know, start to move forward. The vision will never become more and more clear to you. And you'll stay stuck at square one when, you know, you're not going to, you're not going to know what's going to happen until you start moving in a direction. You just got to pick a direction. That's good. So let's talk about direction. You are in film production and you wear many other hats. So for someone who is not seen traditionally in the space of uh, creating with sports, how did you end up in that space? Because you have been on, well, work with Showtime Sports. You are like in the mix of all things, people who are athletes. So Mm -hmm. how did that merge, like your creativity and then sports? And why is it important to tell stories about people who are involved in sports? To be honest with you, I'm still trying to figure out how I got wrapped up into (laughs) sports. I haven't quite figured it out myself. Um, It just seems like everything that I get pulled into is somehow sports related. Mm -hmm. Um, But but I'm grateful for it because sports is so exciting and it's, you know, so action packed. So it's something that definitely doesn't get boring. Um, but you know, a a friend of mine has a, um, training facility, trains a lot of athletes from high school going up to college. And I started off doing a bunch of work with them. Um, and then, you know, when you have the work to show for it, that leads to some other opportunities. So that turned into, um, the Brandon Marshall house of athlete opportunity. And then once you're there, you know, all you're, you're pretty much exposed to so many other different athletes. So it just kind of keeps, you know, snowballing into, a bunch of different opportunities. So definitely something I'm grateful for. I just don't know how, you know. But that's good though. So I want to ask you, okay, so you worked with House of Athletes. Mm -hmm. So what do you do as far as creating content? But before you answer that, you said, okay, you created, uh, so you had work to show for. So that's Mm -hmm. a thing for people who are watching, like you had something to show for. 
But then did you have to pitch yourself? Like, did you have to like go out and find or how were you connected with working with House of Athletes? Is that something that just that just happened because of relationship or did you have to pitch yourself? I definitely had to pitch myself, you know, like he he took a chance on me because I I was still working my part time job. Mm-hmm. Um, I have, you know, I have some videos and photos that I've taken, but not a full, you know, portfolio amount of work to like show, hey, I can do this for your brand. Like he definitely um, took a shot at me and I'm grateful for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think you have to if, if you if you know that you want to be in one lane or a specific lane, you mm-hmm. have to start developing work that can show that you can actually do it. Because if you're waiting for that opportunity to come before you ever create the work that can show it, you know, you, no one's ever going to give you that opportunity. Facts. You know, so um, with with him, I definitely had to pitch myself. Um, he posted something on, I want to, Instagram. He posted something on Instagram, mm-hmm. like, hey, I'm looking for a videographer in the South Florida area. Now, mind you, I'm not a big football person at all. So I'm not even following them yet. I just woke up. I just woke up and on Instagram, maybe like three people had tagged me in it. Um, the only reason I know of him is because like when he was down here playing for the Dolphins, mm-hmm. um, and I went to the same church. Okay. So that's not, you know, that's my only knowledge. Um, so <laughs> Rab, it's it's funny though, because maybe a week before um he posted that, I said to mm-hmm. myself, you know, if I go hard and like take every single opportunity that seems like it's trying to present itself mm-hmm. to me mm-hmm. um, for the next year or two, I want to see where I'm going to be at, you know? And the next week he, he posted that. And rather than, you know, just sending him my work on Instagram, this man has hundreds of thousands of followers. Right. What's the chance that he's ever going to see it? I pulled up to his facility and left my business card there. You okay, know, sis. you know what I'm saying? I'm like, you know, he ain't never gonna see my he ain't never gonna see my uh my DM. Right. Like if he it's it's a little bit of a drive, but it's worth it because if anything mm-hmm. comes from this, you know, like what's the worst that can happen? They just don't call right. me back. Right. And that's cool. I'm I'm okay with that. So I, you know, I went and dropped my business card off there. Um, and I had to go straight to work afterwards, you mm-hmm. know, and he called me when I was at work. Um, the next day I went to go, you know, um, meet up with him. I had to shoot some sample work just to give him an idea of what I could do. There was something that he was, there's a specific, a specific look that he was looking for. Okay. And once I showed him that he kind of, he took a chance on me. That's yeah. so good. Listen, yeah. cause I'm the queen of, they like everybody jokes on me. I'm the queen of jumping in people's DMs. Cause that's what I did with you. Like, oh I, yeah. I'm going to jump in your DMs, but that's such a step further. And I think that social media has made us lazy. Um, because we don't take the next step. Like we'll just DM, but I try to look for the person's email so then I can do like a direct connection. Because like you said, one, sometimes people, if they have like hundreds of thousands of followers, they are not checking their DM like that. Or they're swimming over it, like mm, hit or miss. You're not even, you're not even in their, their list of people to go to. You're in like their requests and they don't even touch that sometimes. Yeah, exactly. So how were you with doing the sample? Like, how did you feel about in that moment, like showing up and being able to say, okay, I can create this sample because do you ever second guess your, your talents or your gifts? Mm -hmm. Very rarely. 
Mm, you know, good. it was a it was it was a new style for me. Mm-hmm. Is it was more documentary style, like short documentary yeah. type style. But one thing is like I believe in my ability to produce. Mm. You know, nine times out of ten, I feel like there's nothing that you can like you you can't bet against me. Like I I, mm. I bet on myself, and I know that I can you know put in the work to make sure that I have the outcome that's needed and and the worst comes to worst you fail and you learn from it and you keep going but for me I was I was confident that okay I'm going to show this man that you know he needs me for his for his business like I'm the one that's going to um be able to give him what he's looking for you know because at the time he actually had another videographer um that he that had came around the same time from that post um but i'm just of the mindset that i'm not in competition with anybody and my work can speak for itself and i don't you know i just don't have to compete with you my you know so that's just that's just how i feel and as long as you have the work and the ability to back that up you know okay drop those bars on the people i don't compete my work <laughs> for itself you have to you have to believe in yourself like if you're waiting for somebody else to believe in you you may be waiting for a long time mm. so if you adapt that mindset that like there's nothing that i can't do um you get a lot further That's so there good. are there are some times where i'm stretched and i'm like ah i don't know if i can do this and actually i am athlete was one of those things mm-hmm. um i'm sure we'll get into that but like for the most part, I'm like, I can, I can produce. Mm. Yeah. You know, I can't wait to talk about, I am athlete, (laughs) but before we do, uh, I want to ask you, um, before we go to our break, where are we, or how are we not showing up as storytellers, creatives, content creators, um, with not doing a good job at marketing, because that's another hat that you wear. So how are we Mm. missing? If there was one thing you could say, we're missing the mark with being able to let people know, like, this is what I do. This is, I, I'm a storyteller outside of our por- portfolio. Like, how are we missing it with our marketing? Mm. Um, well, that, that was, that was kind of going to be my answer. I think sometimes, I think sometimes we just, we rely too much on social media. We can be mm. a bit lazy and we don't look at ourselves as a business or, and we're not always the most professional. Um, I know I can speak for myself, too, because I'm just now in the phase where I'm putting a website together with my work, you know, and I've been doing this for about 10 years now. I'm like, why are you just now? (laughs) You know, that don't really make too much sense. But um, as far as putting ourselves out there, like we just can't rely so much on um, social media and, you know, social media is great. But I feel like we have to show like, hey, we are legit. We are a a business and not just like, oh, this is my friend Christina and she shoot videos from uh, time to time, you know? Yeah. That's and I good think, though. I'm sorry. Yeah, I was just going to say, once you, I think once you have that collection of work that's all in one place that you can show for it, right? Um, people take you more seriously, you know? And that's so funny. You said that uh, it was, um, I interviewed her for, I think it was like our second season of The Creative Outsiders. And she was the producer for Lady Gaga. Her name is Kim. Mm. She, if you go to her Instagram, 
because like I don't even know how I found out that she was like the producer for Lady Gaga's documentary because I'm the research queen <laughs> but she has nothing but like pictures of like her cat and now her daughter and uh, like plants on her Instagram. And I remember asking her in that moment, like, you know, why don't you put stuff on your Instagram? And she didn't have a website. And I was like, why don't you have a website? Hmm. And she was like, because I'm really good at what I do and people refer me so much that I don't need it either. Oh, okay, well. Right, so I thought, I mean. I thought that was interesting, though, because she really made me like think about, you know, all the time. And like you said, it's nothing wrong with social media. It's a great tool, but relying on it so much that I'm not like doing the work. Yeah. Man, I'm trying to get to her level. I ain't right. quite there yet. You know, <laughs> right. I get Just some referrals. But she, she got plants and animals on her thing. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not there just yet. Right. I'm trying to get there, too. But everyone (laughs) sit tight. We are going to go to a quick commercial break and then we will be right back. Ever wish you had a devotional that was written specifically for entrepreneurs and in a voice you can relate to? Well, now you do. Big Idea Food, the best selling devotional for entrepreneurs and creatives is exactly what you've been needing to feed your entrepreneurial soul. This devotional will help you push past fears, build more time with God into your daily routine, and gain clarity on your next steps so you can build the business you know you were called to build. Big Idea Food is now on sale at BigIdeaFood.com. Get your copy today and remember, eat more, fear less. Welcome back to The Creative Outsiders. We are speaking with creative director and producer Christina Jones. So, you know, I couldn't wait. I got all, and I, I did a lot of research, so I'm letting you know. I went all the way, you know, and I went in your Instagram. Okay. So on April the 4th, wow, 2020, we have <laughs> April the 4th, 2020, you posted you were a part of shooting the first run of I Am Athlete. So let me pause, y'all. I'm a stand for I Am Athlete, okay? Like, I laugh every Monday at their shenanigans, and then it's really good. <laughs> And I can appreciate that it's men like being honest and vulnerable. If you haven't watched it, go check it out that, you know, I'm, a, I'm just plugging now. I'm going to plug y'all. Okay. Um, but on April the 4th, 2020, you said that you were a part of shooting the first run of I Am Athlete. And you said you had no roadmap. You had to scramble to put together a set. I, should, I wish I could pop up the set because, you know, it looked good. And you had to <laughs> and you had to call on your friends to bring their cameras. And you said that you produced 90% of the first season using the bare minimum. Which I thought was amazing because let me tell you something. Um, yes, I've noticed like of course the growth and like how the set and everything looks. I definitely love the seats and the sofa uh feel. Mm-hmm. Um, but For people who are looking to produce, right, and they have this idea, take us through this process. Like, how, one, did the idea come about, and then how were you a part of getting this together? Because it seems like a lot. (laughs) It was a nightmare. (laughs) It was a nightmare. So Brandon is probably one of the most creative um, people that I know, And, and he is truly a visionary. Mm-hmm. So during, again, the middle of a pandemic, um, 
the height of a pandemic in his mind pops like I want to do a podcast mm-hmm. I'm like okay podcast mics you know simple setup right um in his mind he's actually thinking show not necessarily just podcast so that mm-hmm. made it interesting um but yeah so we we I it was just it was just, it was a, it was a time <laughs> it was a time because there was like I said there was no direction mm-hmm. um we didn't have that that much equipment I had my camera um mm-hmm. a few lenses um we had purchased one camera a few months ago um for more production style work but even then that's only two cameras right. so it's like okay there's four guys we need at least four to five angles mm-hmm um and we don't have any of this so i'm like calling all of my friends that i know have a camera to see if they're available to let me use it and to be an operator um and we didn't even have when we when we went to shoot the first show we didn't even have a name for the show which really? is yeah cuz it was real close to being house of athlete podcast but mm. um i am athlete was something that we were going to do internally like a like a marketing campaign and it ended up not happening so i'm like uh i am athlete and let's just put that on the screen so that's how that name even came about mm. um but yeah it was it was just scrambling and trying to figure it out i definitely didn't want to do it at the time cuz again me and my team we were already like super overwhelmed with everything mm-hmm. else that we had on um but we 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 made it work and you know the the set looked interesting <laughs> to say the <laughs> least and then eventually we moved to um restaurants because you know covid was still happening so they were well, I mean it's still happening now but you know restaurants were closed and things like that so yeah so you said y'all didn't have a name because I know that also that's a thing that happens to creatives. We like get stuck on the name and we don't move and we don't make it happen. So you were like, mm-hmm. okay, we'll figure it out. But then bringing in other people in this, like we're trying to figure it out process. How did that work? Like, how did you get your friends to agree to come and like work on this idea that was unfolding? I have the the greatest friends <laughs> ever. And mm-hmm. they just, they, they ride for me. So when I called them, they came and, you know, the, the, my friends were pretty much with me for the whole first season, mm-hmm. you know, and then even the second season, cause I, I ended, I left the show the, after the first episode of the second season. So they were okay. with me the entire time, the entire time. So when I tell you it would not have happened had they not come, cause we didn't have any equipment. We didn't mm. have, you know, I don't think that's the, the logistics he wasn't thinking about. We didn't have any equipment right. outside of my production team who is including me, three people. Oh, you wow. Know, like we didn't have tripods. We didn't have any of that stuff, you know. So it's just a miracle that it, that it actually <laughs> came together <laughs> and that people were actually I, I think because of who they are and a lot of my friends are like football fans. They mm-hmm. knew more who they were than I did, so they were willing right. to like, be in the room. Um, but for you know, God bless them because it just wasn't going to happen <laughs> if it wasn't for them. So that's good. So, what would you say that your biggest takeaway in that process was? Because you basically are making it happen, like creative direction as well as figuring out the logistics on set. Like, what is the number one thing that you walked away learning? My number one thing was 
learning that I'm capable of more than I thought. Mm. You know, like it's something that I did not want to do. I didn't feel experienced enough to handle that level of production. Um, But also managing and overseeing the logistics of um, coordinating the, with the crew, coordinating Mm. with uh, the cast, um, Mm. overseeing the editing process, um, overseeing all of the social media content and having to post to that and post to YouTube oh, you and working. Listen, it watched watch the first season and see how many times my name comes up in the credits. <laughs> you know, working. designing the promo graphics, doing all this stuff. It was a lot of sleepless nights, but it pushed me to a level that I wasn't sure or that I didn't know I was capable of. So now post I am athlete, I know that going into a project, I can, I can create anything that I want. If I want to create another show, I I have the experience and the know-how to do that because I allowed myself um, to be stretched to a place Mm. where I didn't think I could be, you know? That's good. So for people who want to create their own show, right? Uh, How is it having to make, like you're creating, but also having to manage a team? Because I think that's not something I don't think we think about that because you you probably have a leg up because we talked about on a previous episode for this season that most creatives are not mindful of business. Uh, We just are like, I have this great idea I want to create. So how is it like working and managing a team and running the business? Yeah, I think the biggest thing is communication Mm -hmm. with whatever team that you have. Um, communicating everybody's roles, everybody's um, like the importance that the the important role that everybody plays into the production Mm -hmm. and just being on the same page. And that was something that it took us a while to, um, to get to, you know, to when we first started shooting and we're like, we're all scrambling, like, Oh, what is, you know, what is this person doing? What is this person doing? But after a while and after we um, communicated, and did it often enough, we started to know, okay, you're going to do this. You're going to do this. Hey, you're going to take pictures, but I need pictures like this because I need to take these and be able to create graphics out of them. Mm-hmm. So it's just, it's just all, it's just all communication and making sure that everybody is on the same page. And if you can't communicate, then you can't have a team. You can't run, mm-hmm. you can't run a team. And to be honest with you, I don't even think that's for everybody. Yeah. You know, that's so, true. Yeah, I don't think everybody's called to to do that. Sometimes it's just <laughs> better to be a member on the team than having to run the team. So that's <laughs> another thing you have to know. You have yeah. to know, you know, what role suits you. Because um, mm-hmm. there are times I was like, I don't know if this is for me either. But listen, let me tell you yeah, something. I'd <laughs> be like, wait, uh, guy, are you sure? Because you know, yeah. <laughs> Because yeah, yeah, it does. You have to consider creative. You have to consider talking to people, um, like also making decisions that everybody is not going to agree with. Yep. And and everybody isn't always going to be happy. So like, if you're a people pleaser, you can't do it. Right. And then also knowing that like the decisions that you make, like you're you may get backlash like there are a lot of things me and me and Brandon butt heads a lot because there were calls that I had to make mm-hmm. um and he didn't always understand them or whatever but mm-hmm. also like having to protect my team from that right you know I think that's another thing that 
as as a leader, you have to learn how to do when you're managing a team is not letting your team feel everything that's that's happening right. behind the scenes that you're going through because you need your team to be in the best headspace right. so that they can do that they they can do their best job in you know producing. Okay, so that was a very good point. How did you handle conflict because Brandon is technically like your boss and you are providing a service, but how are you able to hand, handle conflict with people that you're doing work with and the person that you are providing the service for? Um, I think the first thing is not being too sensitive mm-hmm. and, and trying to stay professional because the moment you get too emotional, um, you start to, you start to lose it a little bit. Um, but I just thank God for being God because honestly, that was a very tough time to, to navigate. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just listening and knowing when is a good time to say something and when is a good time to not say something at all. And when you do say something, how you say it, um, I'm a very direct person. Any of my friends could tell you like, I, one of my friends just called me mean the other day. I mean, like an hour ago. Um, but it's just because I'm I'm very direct, and so I'm 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 gonna say what I'm feeling, and I'm gonna say what's on my mind. And you have to learn, like, okay, the med- that's not always the most professional manner to handle things. Right. Um, so how you present things, how your tone, and how you say things um, matters a lot. And I think for me, that was probably that was probably the biggest thing. It's just learning him you have to learn you have to learn the people that you're working with um you have to learn what they respond to uh, what they get upset by and you know when you say things and when you don't say things like once the right timing for all of that so that i think that would be the biggest thing when handling conflict that's good because that's just something we don't talk about because you and the client aren't going to always agree and yeah you do have to make decisions that they don't understand production wise. So it's like, okay, you hired me. So I need you to trust me. Um, And that's hard. That's hard for people. Yes. (laughs) Because we all reasonably have control issues, especially when it comes to something that is our idea um, and what you have in your mind. Yeah. And when you know the amount of work that it takes to produce something, they don't always understand that amount of work. So sometimes you've got to like, you got to break it down for them so that they can try to understand because you can get frustrated when you're like, okay, it takes a good 12 to 15 hours to edit this show. um, But you want this thing turned around in a day. That's not, you know, that that's not going to happen. But how do you, how do you communicate that in a way that's effective in a way that's um, respectful and professional, you know? That's good. So I want to ask you before we uh, wrap up, what is next for you? What is next for your production team? What kind of stories do you want to keep telling? Um, Creatives are essential is like the main child for me right now. And just seeing where that's going to go and really making sure that I um, keep myself flexible to, to keep investing my time in that. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I love, I just love, I love sports. I, right now I'm feeling really, really compelled to women's sports mm-hmm. and making sure that women get the platform that they deserve. So how can I utilize what I'm doing to tell more women's stories, 
um, to to bring more attention to what they have going on. Um, but I love like documentary type filmmaking is something that I'm big on. And um, yeah, just just making sure that I'm I'm doing the level of production that I know, you know, we're we're capable of. And and I don't always know what that looks like, but just making sure that I'm taking those steps and trying to figure it out. That sounds good. I can't wait because you know, I look at your Instagram stories like, let's see who she's with today. So <laughs> I'm excited about it. <laughs> I can't wait to see what you produce from it because I do think that especially for because I'm a, that's why I was laughing when you said you didn't know who they were as a f- uh, football players. Like, I'm a sports stan. Yeah. So I am very interested in, like, just stories being told uh, about women who are in sports because that's just not something that you see happen often. Yeah. Um, and when it is, it's, like, so isolated. So I think that's, like, a very um, – a good idea and then it's also an untapped market so I just think it's room for you yeah. to like excel and take over and set the standards yeah and, and I don't again I don't know what that looks like but <laughs> you know lately just um, working with Lexi Brown who's WNBA player or um, some national women's soccer team members like just those opportunities are kind of showing me like okay maybe this is the right direction right now that's good so tell people how they can keep up with you, keep in touch. I know you said the website is coming. I'm going to hold you to that. But how can they keep in touch with you right now? Yeah. So the main thing is um, Instagram underscore Tina Jones. Um, that's pretty much where everything goes. I have a Twitter as well, underscore Tina Jones. But if you go there, just don't expect much from me because I don't, <laughs> don't use it like I used to. Um, also, Creatives Are Essential on Instagram and Creatives Are Essential on YouTube and all of those, uh, you know, podcast plat- platforms we're posting every other week, um, a new podcast. So that's, that's it. Well, Christina, thank you for being on. I enjoyed our conversation. Thanks for having me. Of course. See, I told you it wasn't going to be that bad, you know? <laughs>